Well, good morning, everyone. What an exciting day. It is a day of um, celebration today. Not only am I almost back to feeling 100%, and I thank Tom for last week for filling in in such short notice, um, but today is a baptismal service, and it is such an exciting service. Do you know, I'm often remember a story that was shared to me about baptism, and it was at one of our pastor's days in Queensland, and another pastor read this story out of one of his friends. Now, I don't know whether it's true or not, but we'll see how we go. As I said, the story this guy read out was about one of his friends who was a pastor, and this guy was sitting in a baptismal service with his wife and three-year-old daughter. Obviously, the baptismal service was a new experience for the three-year-old girl, and after seeing what she saw, she was quite surprised and asked her father, why did that man push the guy underwater? Why, Dad, why? The pastor did try to quietly and briefly explain to his daughter what was happening, but the three-year-old wasn't happy with the quick answer and kept asking, why? Another one's going under. Why? Which they said that they would try and explain afterwards just so she'd stop talking in church. This seemed to work because she did stop. Well, of course, children being children, as soon as the service stopped and they got in the car, why, Dad, what was happening? Well, on the way home, the pastor and his wife tried to provide an answer for their daughter about baptism, saying it in a way hopefully their three-year-old daughter's mind could comprehend and understand. They talked about when people decide to live for Jesus, they know they have sin in their lives, they do bad things, but now they follow and believe in Jesus, they want to change and do good things. The parents went on to explain that baptism is a way of showing everyone the change that they want to make. They said the water is a bit like a bath. It shows people what's happened to them. They go into the bath dirty, but when they come out clean, they're going to try and be good. The parents thought they'd nailed it but soon realised they had more work to do because the daughter's response very quickly was, well, that's just silly. If the pastor wanted them to change and be good, why doesn't he just spank them from here on in every time they're bad? Because that's what you do to me and it seems to work. <laughs> well, for some people here today, you may be like that three-year-old girl. You may be new to baptism. Perhaps you may be confused when it comes to understanding what on earth are we doing today? What is baptism all about? Well, what we do here today is nothing new. Even before the time of Jesus Christ, believers have participated in baptism. Sometimes it was done with great fanfare and excitement. Other times it is done with seriousness and reverence. Regardless of the style, the visual and emotional sacrament we call baptism has significance for individual believers, the church, and for non-believers. The confessional act that we still see today still stirs in the very hearts of the followers of Jesus Christ. So to give us a greater understanding of what we are doing today, I want to say four things about baptism. Jonathan said, baptism is all about the person. He's right. 
The first point we must know about baptism is baptism is about a change in a person's life. In the same way the pastor's attempt to describe baptism to his daughter was right. It's about a change in a person's life. The girls getting baptised here today are changed people. They've had a change in their life. Do you know, we get our word baptised from the Greek word baptizo. This word was commonly used to describe the dipping of cloth into dye. Think about it. Have you ever done that? Have you ever put cloth into a dye? What happens to that cloth? It changes. The cloth comes out of the dye looking completely different than when it went in. You can have a stained shirt that looks terrible or you can have faded jeans or shirts that should be thrown out. However, put them in dye and they come out almost new. Baptism is about a change in a person's life. But unlike the dye with the cloth, baptism does not make or bring any change. Baptism or the water in this pool doesn't do any changing at all. If we believe that baptism has the power or is responsible for changing a person's behaviour, then we might as well take the same idea as that pastor's three-year-old daughter. Why don't we just spank them instead? Because surely they'll do right things then. Baptism in itself has no saving power and it has no changing power. There is nothing magic about the water that we use in this bath. I sat here this morning with Bo. He didn't get out a test tube of some special spiritual potion and tip it into the water. It's not holy water. It is just water. It is the same kind of water that you drink. It is the same kind of water that you shower in at home. It is just water. There is nothing special about the water. It doesn't do any changing or anything magical at all. So why do it? Well, that's my second point. Baptism is a public symbol. The New Testament and church history indicates that baptism serves as the opening profession of faith for early believers. After Philip preached Jesus to the Ethiopian, the new believer was initial request was, can I be baptised? When the Philippian jailer responded to preaching of Paul and Silas, he and believing members of his family were baptised. The same was true for Lydia, Cornelius, the Corinthians and others. For these believers, baptism was an outward expression of their new faith in Jesus Christ, of their new life. They had a changed life and so the next step was baptism. Baptism is a dramatic representation of Jesus Christ's work of salvation. Baptism is a witness of what happens at salvation. Romans 6.3 declares that in salvation we've been baptised into Christ Jesus and also into his death. You could say in a way, baptism is like a wedding ring. Both a wedding ring and baptism symbolise something. A wedding ring symbolises the vows made between two people who love each other and become joined in marriage. Well, baptism also symbolises the union of two people, a sinner and a saviour. When this union happens, the person doesn't receive a marriage certificate, they receive salvation. Baptism symbolises that Christ has died, was buried 
and rose again. So too, when a believer goes through the waters of baptism, they are showing that they too have died, been buried to their old self and raised to a new life in Jesus Christ. Baptism is about a change in a person's life. Baptism is a public symbol to the change that has already taken place in a person's life. For Elizabeth, Emily and Rianne, baptism symbolises that they have decided to be believers and followers of our Lord Jesus Christ. Their baptism reflects how they are a new person in Jesus Christ. Their baptism symbolises and identifies their new life with Jesus Christ. And this leads me to my third and probably most important point. Baptism is all about Jesus Christ. Some of the last words Jesus spoke to his disciples were with threefold instructions. Make disciples, baptise those who believe and teach them to obey his commandments. If for no other reason, we Christians baptise because Jesus told us to. Obedience is a characteristic of the followers of Jesus Christ. Baptism, I believe, is an act of obedience both for the new believer and for the church. We baptise because we desire to obey our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I say it's not the water that's the key thing here today. It's not how long they go under for that is the key thing here today. It's not even an issue if part of their body doesn't go under. The key thing in baptism is Jesus Christ. Baptism is a symbol that identifies a new relationship that the people have with their Lord Jesus Christ. The purpose of baptism is that it identifies and reflects the death and resurrection of their Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Baptism is a symbol that identifies us with Jesus Christ and the changes he has made in our life. That's why baptism is all about Jesus. When thinking of baptism, wherever you are or whatever you do, always remember, Jesus isn't the main reason for baptism. Jesus is the only reason for baptism. You know, baptism has been practised by churches over many years and sadly, in some ways, they have changed it and made it something that it's not meant to be. They have taken Jesus out of baptism. I know people that will baptise people who aren't Christians and they'll say, it's okay, you know, we do it and we allow God to work in their life. Sadly, in some churches today, a person can be baptised without having accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of their life. But when this happens, when they're baptised, it doesn't make that person a Christian. Baptism, as I said in itself, has no saving power. Baptism alone does not in any way wash away sins. There is nothing special about this water. If I go back to my wedding ring analogy, I guess it's no surprise that you know to wearing a wedding ring doesn't make you married. Our daughters sometimes would grab our wedding rings, take them off us and wear them when they were quite young. Does that mean they're married? Of course not. If Michelle took my wedding ring and put it on her finger, does that mean she's now married to herself? Of course not. A wedding ring, you can wear it and it doesn't mean that you're married. And the truth is the same with baptism. 
being baptised doesn't make you a Christian any more than wearing a wedding ring makes you married. The Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by God's grace or God's free gift of his son have you been saved through faith. And that is not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, lest anyone should boast. Salvation is a free gift that God grants to those who simply put their faith in his son, Jesus Christ. We are saved through faith in Jesus Christ, not through baptism in Jesus Christ. Baptism is only a symbol of our faith in Jesus Christ. It can't and doesn't change anyone. Faith in Jesus Christ is the only thing that will bring changes in our hearts and our lives. That's why I said earlier, baptism is all about change, the change Jesus has made in a person's life. Do you know, most people are scared of change. In fact, there's a saying that the only people who do like changes are wet babies. And even they put up a stink when you try and change them. However, the change Jesus makes in our lives is the greatest change you will ever, ever experience. It is a change from death to life, from darkness to light, from slave to freedom, from being an enemy of God to being a child of God. That's what he gives us. No wonder people declare their faith in Jesus Christ publicly through the waters of baptism. They have experienced something like never before. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17 says, From now on, we regard no one, no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we no longer do so. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The old is gone, the new has come. As these girls come up today and be baptised, their old self has gone. It is not going to go today when they go through the waters. It is already gone. Make no mistake, these girls being baptised today are new people, not because of what they're about to do, but because of what God has already done for them through Jesus Christ. They are changed because they have accepted that gift of Jesus Christ. And now for my final point on why do it. Baptism, I believe, is still a witness today to non-believers. How is baptism a witness opportunity for us? Well, according to Romans 6, 1 to 4, our baptism is a witness of the saving work of Jesus Christ in our life. As a symbol, when we see a new believer walk into the water, go under the water and come up from the water, we are seeing exactly what Jesus has done in their life. It reflects his death, his burial and resurrection. But it also reflects their death to their old self, their burial and their resurrection to new life. You know, new believers or people getting baptised often ask friends and relatives, some of whom may be non-believers, to come to their baptism. Questions naturally arise in those who are unfamiliar with this thing that we are doing today. Children may ask, like that three-year-old, why is that man putting his head underwater? Others will wonder about or even hear for the first time of the significance of baptism. The Holy Spirit can use the act of baptism as the initial entry point into the lives of those who come to faith in Jesus Christ. Therefore, the very act of baptism can serve as a powerful witness to the saving work of Jesus Christ and to the salvation, to the experience of the believer.
So there you have it. Short and quite simple. We baptise today because baptism is about a change in a person's life. Baptism is a public symbol. Baptism is all about Jesus Christ and baptism is a witness to non-believers. God is all about new starts. As Christians, we have the privilege every day. Being a new person in Jesus Christ means that our lives have changed. And as a believer experiences this change, the change becomes evident to those around them. They adopt a Christ-like character. I am so thrilled. Elizabeth, Emily and Rianne, Olivia, have all experienced this saving work of Jesus Christ for themselves and taken on that Christ-like character. I know the normal procedure is for have them to share testimonies and everything like that, but that's not happening today. I'm going to share with you very quickly some of their stories. The first one going through the waters today is Elizabeth. Elizabeth has been attending this church um, probably almost for, for 12 months. She was the first one to approach me about baptism when I came here. And um, her story is quite unique. She was brought up in a very different situation. Her mum was a Christian, and, um, but Elizabeth never really followed it. But over COVID and being in lockdown, she started to feel a real sense of God speaking to her and asking her to once again come and follow me. She, during that time, put her trust and faith in Jesus Christ. She said to me when I interviewed her about the changes that were happening in her life over that time. She couldn't believe what things would take place. She said, Garth, what I used to love, I now hate, and what I used to hate, I now love. She found herself doing things like she never thought she would. She mentioned how she used to like listening to certain types of music and that would really lift her. Well, she said, after giving my life to Christ and spending time in prayer, the music didn't do that anymore. In fact, it did the opposite. And so even as we speak, she is working through her iPod, deleting music that no longer gives her the sense. She's up to end, she tells me. She has been a witness to her husband, Scott, who is not here but is away. And also she brings her daughter, Sophia, and has got her back involved in to, into Sunday school. There is a change in Elizabeth's life. There is a change and she's on a journey. The other two are the same. Olivia and Ryan are sisters. They became a Christian in a quite a unique way. It was actually Rianne that was home and she decided one day to pick up a Bible, as you do, and she just started reading the Bible and she discovered who Jesus was wholly and solely, simply, by reading the Bible. She then shared it with her sister, Olivia, and they too started to read the Bible together and pray together. They started watching different church services online, ours included, for about a month and then decided and chose to walk through those doors and come to this church. And they've been a part of this church now for about six weeks. They are extremely new on this relationship with their God. They are extremely new on what it is means to be a Christian. They are learning. 
But on their form, it says, why be baptised? And both their answers was because we believe that's the next step in our relationship because Jesus says be baptised. I know they are very excited. They have their nan here today. And they said that all throughout their lives, as most Christian grandparents do, nan had been praying for them. Nan had been committing them to God. And I'm sure that nan is very excited today to see her granddaughters go through the waters of baptism. How? Simply by reading the Bible. So they're the three. They're the three that are going to come and profess their faith to Jesus Christ today. As you sit here for the rest of this service, as you watch these three girls go through the waters of baptism, ask yourself, have you experienced this new beginning? Is God working or calling you to come and do the same thing? If so, don't run. If you think your life is at its peak, if you think your life can't get any better than what it is now, think again. I pray that as we go through baptism today, if you have not been baptised, that God stirs in your heart to take that step. I am quite sure there is nothing more that Bo would rather do on a Sunday morning than sit for two hours and watch a bar fill up of water. If you want to be baptised, please let God stir that in your life and come and see one of the elders or myself. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, I thank you for your saving grace as the hymn says, your amazing grace. And Lord, as I come now and we perform this sacrament that you have told us to do in baptism, I pray for these three girls. I pray and thank you for their testimony. I thank you for their life that's in your hands. I thank you for the people in their life that have prayed for them. And Lord, we pray now that you will go before us. In Jesus' mighty name.